Nice to have the FLEA students here. I believe it's una voce, is that correct? Close enough? One voice? Under the direction of Esther Henson. That's Fleece's special traveling choir. Very nicely done. I was three-fourths asleep in the front row in that last, and Pastor Patterson woke me up just in time for the sermon. I appreciate that. And Candace did a beautiful job on the harp. So good to have our Fleece family here with us today. Let's pray. Father in heaven, it is good to come into your house, into your sanctuary, into your presence. We come to hear your voice, your message, your word. We ask that the Holy Spirit will speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. There is a river. Think about that. There is a river. Do you have any river stories? I have a whole bunch of river stories. A lot of us have some river stories. You can think back. Things that happened at the river, uh, good things, maybe some baptisms, maybe some tragic things happen at rivers. Uh, My two, I grew up in Philadelphia, and we lived there for five years, and whenever people came to Philadelphia, we had to go see the Liberty Bell again. We had to go see Independence Hall again. And everybody wanted to go to see where Washington crossed the Delaware. And they have the spot there, and they have that big painting of him in the boat. And they tell you the story how allegedly he threw a coin across the river. It's a pretty good throw. If he did that, he could probably play center field for the Yankees. Um, But So that was our thing in Philadelphia. Whenever anyone came, we had to go down and... See the Delaware River again. What is your river story? If anyone's attended Andrews University, you know about the St. Joseph River that goes right by the campus. And one Sabbath, some friends and I went down for a walk by the St. Joseph River. And on the other side of the river were some very unfriendly people who wanted to fight us and were calling us to come over and rumble in the woods. And we decided to stay on our side of the river. I was very thankful for the St. Joseph River at that time. But what is your river story? Well, we all have one story in common that involves a river. If you have your scripture, you can open to Psalm 46 or you can follow uh, on the screen. And I'm going to go through this just verse by verse by verse. I think it's very pertinent to the times that we live in and the experiences that we're going through in these days. David writes, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. My grandmother is buried over here at Highland Memorial, and she was an Adventist all her life, and she, was, she lived in fear of living through the time of trouble. And she didn't quite make it to the time of trouble as we perceive the time of trouble. But really, the history of man could probably be described as a time of trouble. And God, in these troubling times, is present with us. He is our refuge. He is our strength. The way we fight fear is with faith. We combat fear with faith. The vaccination for fear is faith, and we lean on these words. Therefore, verse 2, we will not fear, 
Though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled and though the mountains shake with its swelling, I just heard again, you've heard if you've been following this climate conference in Paris, certain islands around the world are worried about disappearing of the water rising so much that they have nothing left and they're already making plans to move. Water is rising, mountains are moving, the earth is shaking, but we combat this fear with faith. And verse 4, there is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God. Shall is certain. It will happen. There's no question. There is a river. The holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. He lives there. God is in the midst of her, and she shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. Fear is all around. People sell fear. People teach fear. People want to project fear. But as followers of Jesus, knowing that he's our friend, we can honestly say no matter what happens, we're going to be okay because there is a river. Verse 6 sounds like it describes our times. The nations raged. The kingdoms moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. Pastor Patterson just took us through a very in-depth study of the book of Daniel where we know that the end of things and kingdoms and history is certain. And the good news for us is the end brings to us a new beginning. There is no end for us. There is an end for kingdoms. There is an end for sin. There is an end for terror. There is an end for the devil. There is an end for wicked kingdoms. But for us, in God's kingdom, there is no end. There is a river. And verse 7 tells us, The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come behold the works of the Lord who has made desolations in the earth. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in fire. Here's a hard one for me because I'm very hyper and, and can't pay attention and I'm looking all around and want to be doing things all the time. God says, be still. And know that I am God. If you know that he is God, where does that put everything else in relation to? I, God says, will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The psalm finishes with, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. So let's make it personal. Let's make it personal. There is a river for every person with pain in their life. There is a river. For every person who suffers with mental illness or the families who suffer in caring for someone 
with mental illness, there is a river, a place of peace, a place of healing. For those of us who suffer with physical pain, there's a river. I've had back pain for about three weeks. Pastors seen me limping around the church for a while. It was tough to get out of bed, get in the car, do other things. Physical pain is a part of our experience here. But for all of us who go through physical pain, or if you're having physical pain, there is a river. For those who battle depression and discouragement and despondency, there's the hope of that river. And I'll get personal here without getting into a long story, but for every parent who has or has had a prodigal child, there is a river, there is hope. And the good news for each of those prodigals out there, there's a home to come back to. There is a river, a place for them. For the poor and oppressed all around the world, there's a river. If you want to do an interesting study in the Bible, study what God says about the poor. They have a pretty good future laid out for them, even though they suffer in the current experience. How about every one of us who's been treated with injustice, maybe in a job or in a marriage or by a neighbor or politically or for all of us, injustice, there's a river. And here's a good one that we can praise God for today. For every believer who has been persecuted because of their belief and following of Jesus in the world, there is a river for them waiting. And for the martyrs today, people today who will give their life for Jesus, who will say, yes, I believe in him, I will sacrifice my life for him, there is a river. And I bump into a lot of people, and sometimes I even feel the same. People in life where you feel like you can never catch a break, where never things never go right, you never get that job, or you never get that home, or you never fall in love yet, or whatever, you just can't catch a break. There's a river for you. And we can go down the list. How about the widow and the widower? The orphan. How about every baby whose heart has stopped before it's time? Those in hospice. We have loved ones in hospice now that we pray for and think of. And their families going through hospice. I went through hospice with my father. The waiting in the valley of the shadow of the death. There is a river for them. The teenager who suffers in silence. For those who suffer in the pain of loneliness. For all the victims of terrorism. There is a river. And for every mother and father who's lost a baby, either in miscarriage or stillbirth, there is a river. And how about all of us who have lost a loved one? Since I last spoke, my wife's father passed away. I'm wearing one of his ties just to feel a connection to him. Sweet man that we had to bury in Puerto Rico, and I had to watch my wife go through that sad experience of saying goodbye, but waiting for you. For all those who sleep in death and trusted in Jesus, there is a river. Revelation 22, verse 1. And God, he showed me a pure river of water of life. Does that sound good? Clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and from the Lamb. 
When I was in academy in the 1970s, wow, let's go way back. We had a weakest prayer speaker. I still remember his name. It was Steve Marshall. He's from California, and he gave a he gave a a week of prayer talk. His theme was the sea of glass and heaven. And he had a talk about grandma, his grandma on the sea of glass, and he talked about her skating across the sea of glass. And you know, for teenagers, it was very wow, but it really caught my imagination. And here God tells us there's a river, a water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and the Lamb. God the Father is there. The Lamb is there at the river. And we're going to that river. Are you ready to go? We are going to that river. It says, In the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. Talk about a fruit of the month club. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? A different fruit every month on the tree of life. And the leaves of this tree were for the healing of the nations. Do we need healing today in the world? People beat the drum for war and violence, and sometimes you have to fight, and sometimes you have to defend, and sometimes it's just to do that. But the history of man has been a pretty violent one. This is a pretty sinful, senseless world where a lot of things happen that don't make sense. But this tree is there, and the leaves of that tree on that river are for the healing of the nations. I want to live in a nation, in a kingdom, that is all about healing. And that's what God is preparing for us. And there shall be no more curse. Amen? There shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. I want you to think about this. Verse 4, they, we, shall see his face. We shall see his face, and his name shall be on our foreheads. And verse 5, And there shall be no more night there. They need no lamp nor light of the sun, for the God gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. There is a river. There is a place for you and me prepared for us that we are going to, a place of peace, where we can fellowship with loved ones that are lost, where we can fellowship with each other without conflict, where everything will be healed, where those who sleep in the dust now will be raised to eternal life, reunion, rejoicing, feasting, happiness. For all of us worshiping here today, there is hope. There is hope in this world that has gone crazy and seems to have no answers to the huge problems that we face. There is hope because there is a river, there is a God, there is a place prepared for us. And you know why that's good? Because there is Jesus. There is Jesus. When my uncle was, was in passing away in the hospital and some, some of his final talks and phrases. He, one thing he said to my aunt was, one prayer that he says, thank you, Jesus, for being Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus, for being Jesus. So because of that river, because of that hope, because of Jesus being there, we can go on. I'm sure you have river stories. We can think of the Amazon, the Nile, the Mississippi. I grew up near the Ohio River, the Bible, the Jordan River, the Tigris River, the Euphrates River. But the only river that really, really matters is God's. It is clear, it is clean, it is perfect. It is in a place prepared for you and me. And he wants us to be there with him. So the question today, with your fears, with your, with your suffering, with your pain, where will you take it? Some of us hold it in for a long time and then it explodes out. God wants us to take it to him in prayer and give it to him. Knowing that no matter what happens in this world, something better is coming. My mother's aunt passed away about three weeks ago. Her name was Irene Inman. She lived in Cicero, Indiana. She was 94. She had the faith all her life, and down to the end, she proclaimed the faith that regardless whatever happened, she knew there was a better day ahead. Think of my dad, my grandparents, all those who sleep in the dust. The next moment they know is going to be the best moment of their life. They will see Jesus face to face. We have that to look forward to. So I encourage you, have hope. Stay close to Jesus. And remember, there's a river for you. Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for Scripture and the hope that it brings us. And as we're here as a family, Lord, help us to encourage each other in the things that we are going through in life. May we dig deep into your Scripture. May we get closer to you. As we see things around us, indicators that the world is winding down, may we know that beyond that is a better place, a river that you've prepared for us. In Jesus' name, amen.